The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by the Elite Experience Elite Shotguns and is fueled by Fioki. Oh. Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, coming in hot with everything you want to hear about sporting clays. Guy Fieri. How are you, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Anthony Matteris Jr., how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Welcome back, David Radulovic. That's a net positive. <laughs> Brad Kidd. Corey Cruz. Thank you for joining us this evening. Now I feel awkward. With your hosts, Jason Rambo. One more Red Bull for you. And Sean Alley. Woo, yeah! It's Christmas. Let's do it! Often imitated, but never duplicated. It's the Dead Pair Podcast. And now, it's showtime. Mr. Large and in charge. Uh, It's me. What's up, my friend? Man, just living life. uh, Busy, 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 but trying to find time and getting out shooting as much as I possibly can. How about you, brother? Well, you better bring it, because our bet is expanding for the Dead Pair Blast. Mr. Brian Palmer has ran off with this thing, and now there's multiple people betting $250. Rut-row. Yeah. Well, that's good for kids and clays. That's good for kids. Yes. Win or lose. So it puts a pressure on you to perform. There's no pressure on me, because you know what? Even if I lose, I'm a winner. Oh, my God. That is so cheesy. That is officially the cheesiest statement ever made. I know how competitive you are, Jason Rambo, and all I'm going to do is be Mr. Chillax Sean Alley. Oh, okay. All right. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, Didn't get the reaction you wanted, did you? (laughs) I'm not. No comment. Uh, Listen, we have got... World Task Ladies Champion, Halen Hanks, coming on. Yep. And Mr. Roaming the Globe, won the one-wheel peel, Brad Kidd. <laughs> Brad Kidd, the one and only. Yes, the, the colorful Brad Kidd. Yeah, we're going to get some uh, some worldwide uh, viewpoints on shooting abroad. Yeah, you know, I, it, Brad, well, he stuck around before and after these shoots. Um, you know, of course, the world sporting was in EJ Churchill, and then they went to Hungary for the world feet task and he stuck around before and after and oh did some sightseeing and i saw all of his pictures and stuff on facebook that man was everywhere oh yeah so i'm anxious to hear his half half of europe knows who brad kidd is now (laughs) (laughs) and everybody better know who halen hanks is because this girl's bringing it yes she is just won the national championship uh back in october last year and now the the world feet task so this girl's she's getting it together and she's only 20 isn't that amazing yeah Makes, was, makes me want to hang it up and go back to, I don't know, whatever I was doing before this, but not really. Just good good for, good for her, man. I tell oh, you, I, I mean, honestly, I'm one of her biggest fans. I mean, I love to see that girl ex- excel at what she's doing, and yep. uh, we're both big fans. So, I mean, uh, good for you, Halen. Absolutely. Hey, in the meantime, we have us a tourney talk. It's tourney talk. To you by Score Chaser. All right, we got several of these. First up, Blackjack Open is now up January 26th through the 28th for the 2024 season. Also, Georgia State at Old Hudson Plantation. That's going to be June 13th through the 16th, again, 2024. And the Southeast Regional at Fortis City Glen Club is open now. That's going to be April 10th through the 14th. And last but not least, don't forget about that Dead Pair Blast, December 1st and 2nd at Vero Beach. We hope to see every one of you guys down there if you can make it. Yes, and still looking for a few sponsors on that one. Uh, I've talked about it a couple times here on the show. We've got two of our sponsors are on board right now. We're working on two more. And, of course, anybody can get in on this if you'd like to sponsor, whether it's a station or an event or maybe the dinner or anything like that. Or maybe it's just Florida in December and you're from up north where it sucks yeah, at that time of year. Sponsor that. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, hey, l- let's get on to Miss Halen Hanks. Do it. The Dead Pair. All right, she went from national champ to world champ. Welcome, Halen Hanks. How are you, girl? I am great. How are you guys? We're doing great. Woo woo. Good for you, Halen. I tell you what, it's nice to have you back on here, especially with that big news. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank y'all for putting me on. I have, I've missed talking to y'all guys. Yeah, it's been a while. Say, so, uh, you've been a busy gal lately. I that is the understatement of the year, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Halen, let's let's kind of dive into this a little bit. I mean, you know, you just won the national, the ladies' national championship in October, um, and then we come around here and you've won the world championship feet task in Hungary. 
have you been doing like a, a lot of training, a lot of shooting? What, you know, is there something that's changed for you that's just, you're clicking now? Can you, can you fill us in on a little bit? Give us a little bit of your secret. Well, uh, really, I haven't really had, well, let's back up. Ever since I got out of school, it's been nothing but traveling. So we've been on the road most of this summer, just strictly going from competition to competition. So I really felt like my practice time was truly lacking. Like I did not think when I was getting ready for these tournaments and the past tournaments I had been winning, I'm like, how did this even happen? Because I have not been shooting as much as I really like to. And I think really that kind of highlighted the fact that it's really important for me to utilize what practice time I have and to make the most of it rather than doing like quant qual or quantity practice using more quality practice. Right. So that's been a big change in usually like my schedule that really has been. Um, and just, I just really had to have a mindset flip. And I kind of talked about this the last time I was on with you guys about yeah. how to really just change your entire mentality when you're shooting and when you're not shooting at a tournament. So that's been really a bit, that's been a very big switch for me as well. Well, you know, when we had you on in October, um, right after you won the, or November, right after you won the national championship, you, you kind of made a comment about all the schooling and preparing for tests and whatnot that you were doing the same week you were at nationals. Um, that was kind of like a, like a mindset distraction for you when you weren't on a course. So right. with that in mind, now that you're out of school, did you learn how to kind of find something to get your mind off of things when you're not on the course now that school's over with? Did you, you know, is there something else you're kind of implementing for that? Really, it's been a big, I think just how I approach everything that I have been doing. So when it was school time and nationals, that's been like, it was basically, it's got to be school first always. That's what my parents taught me. That's what I implement on myself. And, you know, everybody knows that. And so when I was going from that point of view, it was a great, you know, like placeholder for my brain to not get in the mental game. Sure. Now that it's not school, it's been really, a, a, it's been kind of an interesting experience and a different driving factor to be able to win when there's not, when there's kind of your, your own worst enemy, especially when you're all by yourself, like in world feet task, you maybe have a couple people that speak English around you and you're shooting with people who do not speak your, your tongue. And so I kind of had to get into a place in my head where it's like, I'm just so happy to be here and like completely think positively the whole time. Like there was no way for me, if I got in my head or I started thinking about, you know, well, this person is two targets above me. So I need to shoot this much better. It just constantly spiraled sort right. of thing. So, so that's been really how I been, how I've been shooting. And so the one thing that I, I never have done is looked at scores. That's something I really don't believe in. And when people look at scores, it's just another added pressure on yourself that you don't need. And so I didn't look at scores and I had no idea what was going on with it. And so I just was kind of just shooting my own game and just not a care in the world and just happy to be there. And it happened to work in my favor. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever the case was, I mean, let's, let's face it. World Fee Task, you came in with a 175. Is that correct? Yes. 175. All right. So you were ladies overall champion. And then let's face it. The HOA was a 186. So you were right there knocking on the door. Uh, right behind the guy. So, I mean, that's got to make you feel great, right? I mean, that was one of those things where I was so, I know at, there's a point in time where they're like, we, we've talked about this before. It's basically all of the ladies are now knocking on the men's door for getting high scores. And now we're placing in the men's category. So wow. that's really a serious thing. And so when I was able to do that, I would, I mean, I was, thrilled well i'm sure they're you're making them nervous there's no doubt about that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, i don't, I don't want to have to shoot against you no heck no <laughs> uh, well halen okay so let, let's have some fun here um brad kid the the one wheel peel had all these pictures from quote unquote mars and it was it looked like an absolutely beautiful layout um 
can you can you talk about that shooting in Hungary? What the targets were like? What the terrain was like? Because it looked like it was really cool. Oh my gosh! It was like it was some of the crazy. It was for sure the craziest terrain I have ever seen in my entire life. And they there was not a piece of that rock and hill and valleys below you that was not used. It was they were shooting shots hundred hundred yards away off the top of the cliff that never came in. There were targets so close to you that you could have t- reached out and grabbed them. Wow. It was, I mean, Mr. Jared did an amazing job of utilizing the terrain and utilizing what people have been looking for to set targets. I mean, it was un- unbelievable. They were some of the best targets I have ever seen in my, in my entire life. Wow, that had to have been such an experience. I mean, now, is that the first time you've traveled overseas to shoot, or have you been overseas before? I've been overseas before. I My first time I ever made the ladies' team I don't for FETASC was in 2019. So that was four years ago? Yeah, roughly. So I, I was So I was 16, and so that was my first ever time in France. And then the year after that, I went to London and I won my silver medal in World Feet Task. And then we had the wonderful years of the, of the COVID and mm-hmm. that was not fun. Nope. And so I was supposed to go to Hungary, but everything switched and we ended up having it in the U.S. And then this is my and then we went to Italy and now we are just now back from Hungary and London again. Nice. So, um. You went to you went to the sporting at EJ Churchill, correct? Yes, I did. See, now this is where I'm super jealous because that's a dream of Sean and I both. We we've, we've talked about this is we want to go to EJ Churchill and shoot. Talk about and, and I know um, unfortunately <laughs> you didn't play so well there, but talk about that for just a second at the World Sporting. How what was that like? Yeah, you could definitely tell that J.B. Peckham has been in the United States, if I have to say so. Like, he has learned. So, because the first time we've ever been in, we were ever in London and overseas shooting World Feet, or excuse me, yeah, World Feet Task in World English was, it was really interesting because to me, all the targets, they never slowed down. There was wasn't really many angles, wasn't really anything like we see in the u.s it's usually just edgy and fast or or so somewhere along those lines there wasn't any curl anything like that so then we shot this one and i would we'd see targets that you could definitely tell were like shooting in the united states Mm. so that was really interesting to see targets that point of view we happened to shoot over on the other side of the road so we didn't really compete except prelim and like pool a pool shoot and sport trap and things like that uh we competed there on ej churchill itself because it's very small it's a very small piece of property so there's not really much they can do there but we went across the street and shot the mains and they they were very comfortable setting targets way out there and they weren't difficult per se but they were very technical in my mind Okay. And yeah, you were absolutely on the nose there. It was not the weekend for me. And I just was not on my game. Thankfully, even though I was the weak link for sure for our ladies team, we were able able to get the gold. So that was very special too. That was my first ever gold medal, even being on the team before. Right. Was because I I mean I was the alternate forever. And so I was team captain during the COVID shoot and so i didn't end up going and so this was my first time ever competing on the ladies team and winning gold so that was a very special moment as well well you know i had talked to you right after you got home and you were telling me it just quite hasn't sunk in yet now it's, <laughs> now it's been a couple weeks it has it has it sunk in what what's come on what's the feeling like now y'all i've always been hating okay. <laughs> right <laughs> there there is very few things that I feel ever puffed up about. And I've really, it's just, it was just a tournament to me. And I know it's such a huge honor and it's something like, like I'm very blessed to have done, but at the end of the day, it's like, 
I want to do so much more. I want to win more of them. I want to do more than this. I want to win the men's titles. I want to win the women's titles. I want to win everything. And so this was amazing stepping stone and it opened up a lot of opportunities. And I felt so much love and appreciation from not only from my family, but, but people who have supported me. And that's what I felt fulfilled with was that I felt like I made them proud. Right. And I made myself proud. And I was like, that's what I'm proud of. It's not the gold medal. It's just at the end of the day, it's just, you know, it's just a hunk of metal. But it fulfilled a part inside of me that I was like, this is what 13 years of this was for. This is what you've practiced every day for. This is what blood, sweat, tears, everything has come to was that. That's and awesome. I just it it blows my mind that at 20 years old I was able to do this. Yeah. So because, you made the like, comment that's go, wild. That yeah it, I I can't fathom it at my age <laughs> let alone, you know, half at 20. Yeah. yeah. Um she's less than half by the way. You be quiet over there. Okay. I sorry. will cut your mic off. <laughs> uh, you made the comment that it was just another tournament, but at the same time you were talking about people that were on your squad that didn't speak the same language and all that, that kind of had to set in a little bit, the, the culture of it. You know, you're, you're in a foreign country, um, you're shooting with people that can't even speak English. And it kind of had to set in at one point that, wow, this is the world championship. I mean, did it, did that thought start to creep in? You're like, okay, no, I recognize you, but get out of here. I got stuff to do. Yeah, it was definitely like I, no, I happened to shoot with a man from Great Britain and a lady who spoke English from Brazil. And we were able to have some conversations. But at the end of the day, it was like we, it was so, you see this cultural hotspot and Modge Podge that it's like, you just have to just smile and knuckle bump everybody. And they just, you create your own culture within, within your squad. And so thankfully I had an amazing squad. Like even with the people who didn't even speak English, they were laughing and cracking like jokes to each other who did speak their language. And then they would kind of slowly piece together English to know what you would say, or they would knuckle bump you and you'd run a peg and you're there like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we created our own little culture to keep a positive, happy vibe throughout the entire four days. Keep that good mojo working. Yeah. I mean, it was like, we all just, it was wonderful. We just stuck together. We did what we could do and everybody ended up shooting, shooting really well. That's so cool. Yeah. What what a neat experience. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've got an experience that there's a lot of people in this country that would just kill to have, you know? Yeah. So um, good on you. Good shooting. One last question for you, Halen. You, you kind of alluded to going after the, the, the HOA, right? Not just the ladies, but the men's, everybody, the open. Is that, is that next on the bucket list? Is that next on the goal list? I mean, there, I, after this, I kind of had a sit down conversation with my mom and my sister who unfortunately weren't able to come with me. It was just my dad and I overseas. And we kind of had to sit down and say, okay, this is what you've done. Do you like realize you have now exceeded an expectation that you never like you always wanted, but could only dream of. And what all more can you do in this sport? And so it kind of took some thought process and we were like, okay. So I listed all the tournaments that I remembered I won. And I was like, okay, this is what I've done. So the, I would love, I haven't won a ladies world English. So that's on the bucket list is to win the ladies. Then I want to be able to win. But here's the problem guys with world fee task is there's an open category, but a lady cannot win world fee pass because of rules and it's they in the mid there's the man category and then there's the ladies category Hmm. and there's not there's very few opportunities for ladies to excel in world b task open but i would love to be able to at least place my score higher than that that is something i would love to be able to do for the open i would love to be able to win the men's world english or the open world english and 
at the at the end of the day, I would love to win the men's national championship. There's no one to ever been able to do any of those things. Well, and I, so I, I can say Jason, I have the utmost confidence that if you set your mind to it, I'm sure you're going to accomplish yeah, those goals. Yeah, I think you're 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 clicking off some numbers here, girl. I think it's yeah. a matter of time. And if you do actually end up beating the HOA, I'm sure there's going to be discussions after the fact about why can't a lady win the overall. Yeah. I mean, that just that seems a little bizarre in this day and age that they're still kind of what do I want to call those backwards or don't go there. Okay, all right, just we'll just we'll there. just leave one. Every, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, I guess. But obviously, in this day and age, it still is a little shocking to see that you know the ladies are held back from whatever. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah, disappointing. And, and we have the opportunity, and we have the resources to be able to do these things because you know. I know things are totally different between a man and a woman in the way that they compete, and that's totally fine. But there is, there is, you know, there's always a one percent chance, or there's always a slim chance for us to be able to excel over the men. It's just like you said; it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And yeah. so, it's especially as you see the young women coming up, even younger than me, coming up placing on these on these podiums and shooting well i mean you see kayla wilgus she's 16 with the bronze medalist Mm -hmm. in world english like she is she's coming up all these young women are coming up that are like when i was 16 that was very 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 unheard of when i did it nevertheless when it's consistently happening happening around us right now for young girls that that target's a great equalizer isn't it halen absolutely are you kidding like <laughs> it, re- it, it can make the the grown men cry and the ladies cry just the same it's that's right it's, it's very it's out on the on the field it's totally different totally sure. different well, well halen listen i i know that uh we promised we'd keep this short um but thank you so much for spending a few minutes with and Congratulations seems like an understatement. Yeah, definitely, but, definitely. But oh, thank you. hats off to you, girl. I'm I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. The way you're going right now, it's a matter of time. Yeah, I Jason mean, and I are big fans. We're going to follow you, and hopefully, uh, we'll see some of those dreams start knocking off and, and getting out of that bucket. So, real well, quick, th- well, thank you, real, thank y'all. Yes, ma'am, absolutely. Um, real quick, Halen, I know you got a couple sponsors you want to thank. You want to throw that out there real quick. Absolutely. I would love to thank Blazer USA. They have been with me since I was 14 years old. And so now I've been able to do this with them. Uh, Fioki and BMP, though, they have supported me and they have kept me going. Castellani USA, they've been keeping me going. They've, keep it, they've kept me in a Castellani vest since I was, oh my gosh, since, ever since I could imagine. Uh, Salu, Andrew McFarlane out of a Dallas, my guns, my gun fitter, he is the person who has made my gun fit me again. And that is just an amazing, amazing thing for me. And for Teague and Teague chokes as well. Teague has kept my gun shooting the best chokes there are. So they're, they're awesome. And I'm so blessed and I'm so thankful for them. Cool. That's, that's very cool. Yeah. Halen, thank you so much for the time to share that amazing story. I mean, all of us are kind of listening here and thinking, wow, what an amazing young woman doing such big things at such a young age. And, and again, Jason and I are just absolute fans and we just look and wish nothing but the best for you moving on. So, Well, thank y'all. Thank y'all for doing this with me and for sitting down and having a little chat with me. And I'm so thankful for y'all to be able to spread a uh, spotlight on us shooters who, you know, just have little stories to tell. It's our pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks again, Halen. Uh, I guess the next time we'll see you will be at Nationals, which is not too far yep. away. So, N- Nope. So we'll see you then. And y'all stay safe and y'all shoot well. And I'll speak with y'all soon. All right. We'll Th- see you, Halen. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. The <laughs> All right. On the phone with us, Brad, the one-wheel peel. What's up, Brad Kidd? <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, how is everyone? Good, 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 brother, good, man. You've been uh, you've been globe trotting, haven't you? Not right now. I'm home, buddy, bro. And let me tell you something. It is good to be home. I'm looking at the most magical sunset over the Lucy River. I've had one of the best days of my life today. And yes, I've been traveling abroad for the last month and had one of the most amazing trips of my life. So 
Life is good, gentlemen. It good. really is. Good. Something well, else. We're jealous. We're yeah. jealous. <laughs> well, I was looking at all your pictures on social media and all your posts, man. I, I tell you, that seems like one hell of an experience over there, both in Hungary and in England. Uh, guys, don't be jealous. You're not the ones that should be jealous. You know why? You're part of it. You're part of this community, this shooting community. It is it is something else, man. It, is. it you, certainly is. It, it, there is nothing like it on earth. It just, it isn't. And it's a, oh, I can't even, it's the people. That's what it's all about. Oh, definitely. It's Absolutely. People, they're amazing people, high level people. I have family all around the world. I've been doing this for three decades, all over the U.S. and the world. And I tell you what, this community is something else and this life is something else. And that's what it's about. That's what keeps us all coming back is each other. I mean, the game's great. We love the sport, but my God, the people. Yeah. My God. Yeah. You know? Well, Brad, let's let's start off um, at EJ Churchill. Tell us how that shoot went for you, and you know, talk a little bit about that shoot. I mean, that's that's a shoot that Sean and I we, we've always dreamed to go back going to EJ Churchill and shooting. Um, fill us in a little bit. What did we miss out on? EJ Churchill is a fantastic shooting club. I don't know how to relate it to something in the U.S. It's it's huge over there in the U.K. in terms of like recreational and corporate shooting and high level high end they've got a huge gun room they've got you know great uh you know clothes and 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 whatnot i mean they've got a whole you know all kind of cool stuff you know you can buy a great restaurant beautiful setting beautiful outdoor seating the tournament's awesome they got a huge big screen for all the scores these wonderful vendors wonderful food great atmosphere they treat you like a gentleman i mean and, and the club itself is unbelievable. They've got a great shooting ground. But when you go there for the World English, uh, let me get it right, Lord Edmund Dashwood opens his estate up to us, and we shoot on parts of that property. I used to say this. He was the lar- second largest landowner behind the Queen. Well, you know, the Queen since passed, and I don't know where it all sits now. But anyway, there's this huge estate, and we shoot different pieces of it every time we go there, and it is just one of the most fantastic pieces of property you could ever set foot on. I shot with a squad. <clears throat> I had a guy in a wheelchair who was an incredible shot. I had another guy who just joined on with Zoli uh, that was from England that we became great friends. Another friend of his that shot a Zoli, his, uh, that guy's girlfriend. We had a fantastic squad. We had a couple of people walking with us, but uh, you should have seen some of the stuff my friend, the guy I was squatted with in the wheelchair was doing. He did a shot. There was oh a shot gosh. out in front and a driven overhead. He switched sides. Did you he see went from that left shot? to right. I missed that one. Oh my! Oh my goodness! Like, so, and I'm out of nowhere. I'm not expecting this at all. I'm thinking, how's this guy going to do this? And he goes left-handed on the first shot, right-handed on the second shot. That was a hard. Station. No way. Yeah, he, he only missed hands. the first bird out, and that's because he was shooting it left-handed. And he was kind of winking the gun down. He just hesitated a beat, barely missed it. And then he footballed the next five, switching <laughs> hands between shots, shooting this driven that was going through the trees. Wow. If you were sitting down, it was way harder because we had to let it come out the other side of the trees and shoot it way down the road. Well, he's down. The bar's in his way. He has to shoot it earlier, kind of in the trees. And he's just smoking this thing. It was unbelievable. It was, it was one of the coolest things. It, just that, you know, leg one of the trip is amazing in its own and that's you know that's so many amazing things happen and that's just one of one of many but that was one of the most fantastic things of the weekend not only that shot but the way we became a family we were all helping pushing that man up the hills and down the hills and we were just a family i mean that's that's what you become on a trip like this is something else man and i tell you what the americans we bring that vibe for it because everybody's not used to knuckling all their squad mates every shot and cheering for each other the way we do and they get excited when you do and you bring that energy to the and they have a great time and they dive into it and it's we're cheering each other on the whole way just you know a magical time shooting at ej churchill for the world english and i tell you what i'm, I'm shooting terrible like I, i'm terrible <laughs> you know i shot good for a de- for a decade i haven't shot good and I have a ball, man. <laughs> you know, wow. I had a ball. It was amazing. <laughs> you know? It's all about the experience, right, Brad? Yeah, God dang. I tell you what, this trip, I'm I, not proud of how I finished in the championships, which is why I went there for, but I won in every aspect of life on these trips. I met connections all over the world with incredible guys that are fun to be around, and, and you get to learn their cultures and visit their places, and 
you know, it's just what an incredible life it is to tie into this community, the advantages there are, the people that are in it, the values that teaches you. It's, it's out of this world. There's nothing like it. There's nothing on the planet like it. Where else can you go to the NASCAR race and get to drive with the best and they become your best friends and you're all on the same level. You know, it doesn't matter if this guy's got a billion and I got nothing financially and he can't hit shit and I don't miss nothing. You know, we're, we're even on all fields and, you know, it's, it's amazing. That's That's, a great way to put it. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say is that's very well said. Um, talk about Brad, the, the targets, the presentations, uh, we're still at EJ Churchill versus like what an individual would see compared to over here. Different. These are targets flying through the sky. Jamie Peckham was the setter. He kind of has a style. He puts the bird in the air. He likes to throw you a lot of like 40, 50 yard crossers and, and bigger. You got plenty of time. You can see him well. Jamie doesn't, there's not an odd feel when you shoot Jamie targets for an American. Now, in general, it's a world championship. These birds hold speed better. On one of the courses, he threw some ripping stuff, some hard stuff to read. So it, it's a world championship. It doesn't matter if you shoot one of those in, in the U.S. or overseas. You're going to see some tough, tough stuff. So their birds fly a little differently. Sometimes it depends. I mean, all the ranges in the U.S. are a little bit different. Certain machines are different. Some machines can launch the bird harder than others. Some birds hold speed better than others. A bat too anywhere on the planet ain't much different. You can throw one very, very fast. <laughs> you know, right. and it stays very, very fast. Right. So there's little differences. The clays look a little different. You're shooting different brand clays. You're not shooting white flyer. You're shooting CCI or Laporte or Euro clay or, you know, a bunch of different ones. You're a target. Uh, maybe it is, but uh, I think that's what we shot. That is what we shot in, in uh, Hungary, actually. But, uh, but anyway, there's little differences. It takes a little experience to get there and get used to it. But a clay is a clay. You got to look at things flying through this guy and hit it. At the end of the day, that's, that's all it is. You can either shoot or you can't. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's little differences, but you can either handle that stuff. The champions handle those little differences and hit them no matter what, and everybody else doesn't. You know, it's not that simple. Well, moving moving on to Hungary, you know, we had Halen on earlier, and she was, you know, I was talking about uh, shooting on Mars, as as the sign said. Uh, you had some really cool pictures of that that layout over there. Man, talk about that. That looked phenomenal. Let's forget about Mars. All right, Mars is super cool. And it looks just like Mars. Every layout's like that, though. The the terrain, the aesthetics, they've been building this place for, I can't tell you how long. There was a world championship that was supposed to be there. COVID happened. It got canceled. Then they actually host a world championship. They used the same ground they've used. I've shot at many times with each other. And Garen Grand Prix there. There was a previous world championship there. We went back there again in Galgamash. So they, and they wanted to use the property we used this year. They used it for Europeans or something once, but it's a national park. It's unbelievable. The, the, the beauty, the, the terrain. All right. And they're, they're out there carving steps in the dirt, you know, using wood planks, sometimes cutting steps up the mountain, wood chips everywhere. You're walking this and you couldn't walk this without the trails that they built for us to walk. And the aesthetics of it are just breathtaking target wise. He's throwing birds off of 200 and, 20 meter cliffs wow. we're shooting we shot more birds near 100 yards than i've ever seen at a world feet task okay and that, it wasn't normal and some people complained about that but i thought it was incredible everybody's got their own flavor and their own style the target setter thomas jerry european champion a couple months ago with 199 at 200 i went and shot the hungarian grand prix i had it one and he came out of nowhere and beat me this was years ago he's probably 18 years old he was first i was second dig we third uh, this guy's one of the most phenomenal shots in the world. He has the most phenomenal ground in Hungary. It is a awesome place to shoot. It's unbelievable. The, the, the terrain, the targets, the atmosphere, the food, it's world-class place. It's about an hour outside of Budapest. Um, this park we shot in, it's not always set up for shooting. It was just set up for the world championship, but the okay. time effort thought they put into the design of each and every layout, each and every target is something you can't imagine over here. It's just done differently you know, by some people at some places. So when you go shoot these, it's it just incredible, the targets that you're shooting. <clears throat> it's funny, there's not that funny to me. There was a situation where I was one of the last squads of the day, and I ended on one of these 100-yard birds. I missed it, two barrels. Thomas is standing there watching me shoot, and he's like, look, you want to shoot it some more? When, you know, he's like, you're the last squad. Let's let everybody get out of here, and we'll pop a couple shots off. He's like, because I want to shoot it too. He's like, okay, get in there and shoot. I'm like, no, 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 you first. I handed my gun. 
get ready. He's been nothing but working all day and shot in who knows how long. I hand him my gun. He mounts it a little bit, swings it around, says pull, and, and whacks this thing first barrel. Whacks it 100 yards up there and there. So anybody that says they're all too far, like, well, he can hit them. And that's what a world champion is supposed to do. One right. shot, my gun smoked it. It took me three more tries, well, maybe six more tries to hit it after he hit it first shot, my gun. You know, it was, you had to shoot the future of the drop. It was a ridiculous shot. It was so cool. But uh, wow. it was breakable, but it was incredibly hard to make the shot. But if you could move the gun well enough and you understood the game well enough, you could hit that bird. He did it first shot, first try. After working all day, watching him set and running around like crazy with my gun. Yards. That's incredible. <laughs> you know, so I, I could tell you stories for ages. Just, it was a magical trip. I made connections all over the world. We're building sporting clay ranges all over the world, places you never thought they'd be. Amazing cities with amazing people, and you know, the game's just—it's growing. It's fun. The community's amazing, and I don't know what else to say about that guy. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it sounds awesome. Uh, I mean, we had Ben on not too long ago, and he was talking about how pretty much everywhere, but in England. You know, the sport is growing and expanding. Of course, he, you know, there was Dubai, I mean, there's Europe, there's all these places that are, uh, it seems like the sport is really catching on and people are wanting to do it. I mean, it sounds like from what you're saying, that's definitely uh, a reinforcement of the truth as well. Um, is the age difference? I mean, are you seeing, when you went to both places, are you seeing as many youth shooting as as, uh, as adults or what's the mix there? Uh there's no place like America when it comes to youth shooting. You don't really see youth shooting everywhere else. Really? It doesn't okay. exist. Yeah. But I tell you what, let me say this since you mentioned him. You know, Ben, I've known Ben my whole life. Man, we're close friends. And COVID and then, you know, all the other stuff that you guys were getting into. I've been seeing him in five or six years. And I got to reconnect with him on this trip. I missed my brother, man. It was I. It was such a shooting community of the world getting to reconnect and come to these great championships and mingle again. and been a long time and uh god it was good to get back together with my family you know my international family it was it was amazing my you know big smokes out there and andres he's an also a hungarian another hungarian champion great shooter he's got an awesome gun shop in budapest i mean we spent time with so many champions so many amazing people i spent tons of time with mark windsor i look up to that guy he's one of the best shots ever walked the face of the earth i mean i had so much fun catching up with him and his you know his beautiful wife carrie so who was a rock star on her own and Dave Carey, their legendary hunters and, you know, Brandon Powell watching him, watching what he went through. He was fighting, man. He almost won that thing. I was crying. I've been there before. I almost, you know, you got to be tearing up again. I almost (laughs) won that thing before too. It's hard to get there. He's been so close so many times. I mean, I felt for that guy. I was, I was rooting for him. You know, uh, he did phenomenal. He ran the last two pegs in the super final. And almost won, you know, straight at the last two stands in the super final, in the middle of them, too. Wow. He just had a misread on a bird. If he'd have gotten lucky and clipped him on the first shot, he'd have never missed it again. He just didn't realize where he was, and you could tell. And he missed it all four times, and he sootballed everything else and barely lost that damn thing. Wow. You know what I mean? It was just – and that's what we do it for. You don't always win. You get more heartbreak than you do victory, but it's fun to try. God dang, it's fun to try. Yeah, for sure. Um Anthony looked like he had a little bit of misfortune with his travels. Did you experience anything like that, Brad, as far as like lost luggage or gun or anything like that? I didn't really, I can't remember what Anthony went through. I, I got denied flying there. It took me two days to get there. Coming out of Istanbul was difficult because you're not even meant to fly in there with guns. We got special favors from the government or something to be able to come in there. And then going out, the airport didn't have a procedure. So I missed my flight and I had to wait around 12 hours for the next flight to Miami. So you're always running into trouble. When you're traveling, when you're trying to travel the world with a gun, it's not easy. It really isn't. You want some help if you can find some high-level people that have done it before, services to do it for you. You need you know, you need some help. Traveling the world with a gun is tough. I, I'm considering just bringing my stock. And heaven's always set a gun up for me and just bringing my stock and throwing it on for a lot of these international shoots. It uh, makes life a lot easier. So gun travel can be difficult. It depends where you're going. Sometimes it's super easy. Look, Gavin and Karen got it bad. They got the car broken into oh, the yeah. and everything stolen. Did you Passports, see that, Sean? everything. Yeah, I saw that. that that's, a, that, that that's a shame. It reminds me of the yeah, same well, thing. I'll tell you Mar- what. Politi- po- politically, London has gone downhill. It's a bunch of woke ideology, and it's destroyed that place. And, you know, it's sad. I mean, I saw a lot of crime, a lot of weird things, experienced a lot of weird things. Hungary's a little different. It's, it's, you feel a little better there. 
Um, you know, nothing like the good old USA boys. It's good. It's fun to go do that stuff, but it is so good to be home, like in the land of the free, the home of the brave. Like I've got a pistol on my hip. I got, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm comfortable. I'm free. I'm, it's different here, man. Stuff it's, we take for granted blessed, every day. Boy, we are blessed. I've traveled this world for three decades and I've said it my whole life. You have no idea. There's nowhere less races, nowhere more free, nowhere more opportunity, nowhere more beautiful and, and comfortable and safe to live than the United States of America by my landslide. Yeah. It's something else, man. It is something else. Well, hey, you you mentioned something about Brandon there a second ago, and I'm going to touch on that because, like you said, Brad, you've been shooting this game for three decades. Um, what do you think it is? Just your, it's just an opinion. There's no right or wrong answer. What do you think it is about Brandon? Because the guy, since he's been back on the scene, has been lighting it up big time. Um, I mean, he's been winning a lot of shoots. What do you think he has to his game that maybe? A few guys are missing, or maybe he's figured something out. What if you had to put your finger on it, Brad? T- tell me about Brandon Powell and his ability. I mean, if I put my finger on it, I would. Brandon wouldn't beat me. I'm way smarter than that idiot. I mean, <laughs> you know, like that, <laughs> like, I've been doing this game. I practice harder. I study it. I everything. A lot of it's mentality. It, it's it's competitive. It, like read the book. What's the one about Kobe Bryant? It, relentless. You know, uh, some people have this, this instinct where you, you, talk, you don't talk trash to Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, he plays better. Uh, Brandon's got that, that, that extra whatever gene that he can go put it out there. He can go put it on the line. He can pull the trigger, man. He can whack them. And, and it's no, this is no surprise that Brandon came back. It'd be more of a shock if he wasn't shooting and whipping everybody's ass. When is Brandon not shot good? Like right. never, <laughs> you know, yeah. never since he was a baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He honestly, he didn't even start that crazy young. He think he started more like as a 12 or a 13 year old. I started when I was nine, you know, and right out the gate. I mean, he was a threat to win big, big regional types. So just a few years in, I mean, he, he was second place in national seven in a row before he was 20 years old. Uh, something like that. Maybe he was early twenties, but, you're talking about a guy that doesn't miss many, period. I mean, he doesn't lose much. He doesn't miss many. He's hard to beat in any situation. I really thought he was going to do it going into this thing. I think he shot maybe a tough course in some tough weather, too, and that's why he probably didn't go into that super final with the lead. I'm not saying that. I don't. That's the way our game is. The wind blows. The wind doesn't blow him in for the guy that happened to win. Man, you got to hit whatever's in the sky. I'm not trying to. Right. You know. But anyway, he went there with a hot hand, and he did great, battled hard. Sam Green is a champion. You know, everybody in that shoot off to champion. It was it was amazing to be there and to witness that the show those guys put on was something something spectacular. But Brandon's just got a, an amazing talent for the game. He's a he's a cold blooded killer, man. He can break the clay, period. I mean, that guy's a badass. He really is. And he's had, you know, some dramas and some histories, but who in us hasn't? Who in us hasn't mistake made mistakes or sinned or whatever? I've done lots of dumb stuff. I'm not done doing dumb stuff. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lifelong friend of mine I, I i root for him i want the best for him i want the best for all of us we're all growing as men and uh kids of talent and i tell you what he's got x on his back partly because of how damn good he is right but you know he's also earned that x on his back a little bit he knows that he's got a lot to make amends for and he's trying to walk that path so i'm rooting for him that's my brother too i'm with him he's a bad dude he's one of the baddest that ever walked the planet with a shotgun period you know, no doubt about it. Everybody knows that. Everybody in the world knows that. Um, you know, you, another thing, too, is Team USA. You know, there was a lot of pride, and I watched your videos from the opening ceremonies. Um, there's a lot of pride to be on Team USA. Uh, talk about that for a minute, you know, and how we stacked up on the world stage. Man, I tell you what, I've shot for Team USA for like the last 10 years, maybe, and I didn't make it this year. I wasn't that close. And I always felt like a bit of an anchor. Like, my game's just not been that high level. I'm not. I'm not going in there with a good chance to put up one of those big scores that a team needs to win. I might not be the low man on the team, but I'm just trying to hold it together to not cost us a medal position kind of thing. They went in this year with pretty solid freaking teams. I mean, what I thought were really solid teams. And, and honestly, I thought there's no way that the B-Test team was going to lose. The sporting team is pretty, pretty hard to beat in America. I mean, they're just rock solid. And we're really good at sporting. We shoot a lot more sporting than we do B-Test. 
Yeah. But we went into that with, you know, and we won um, in England and, and did phenomenal in all categories. It was amazing when you see how high level America did. But in FITAS, like I've shown the team the last two years, we've been bronze the last two years, French first, Italian second, and USA third. And not only that, like we've been touting how we're the best in the world. France has been whipping our ass the last half decade at least. France has been solid, like deep in how many good shooters they have. And uh, so we go in, and I, I didn't really pay attention to scores. I'm not shooting that well. I'm having a ball. I don't have time to look at scores. I'm too busy enjoying Budapest and the, the city at night, and I'm shooting a day and enjoying all the sights and culture and whatnot. Well, I look at the scores about three days in, and we're, I mean, maybe two days in, we're not even close. Like, we're in 18th place. We're 400 clays back, right? I'm like, good God, how did these guys blow this so much? And on Sunday, they came back and tied for the damn gold. The, the the lead that they made up in the in the last inning, you know, so to speak, was yeah. unreal. All right. That was huge. That was a big, big deal. It was a big, big comeback. Let's say Gavin was having a really off week. Well, he didn't on Sunday. He came back and, you know, shot big for them. And I was on the gold championship team in Fee Task on 2018. I had a real terrible week, but then I came back and shot. We were down. And I came back and shot 49 or something the last day. And everybody that was shooting great shot great again. We came from eight back to gold medal. That's cool. That's 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 pride in our country. It's good to get back on top there. We're on top in all the categories. The one that matters most, that open category. The Americans did well. They, they did. They had another nice showing. Well, that's 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 some awesome stories, Brad. I mean, that's first of all, you know, big kudos to you for representing the USA and making friends and you know having fun with everybody. I mean, that's that's awesome. Spreading the spread, uh, I spreading was the I was entertainment liaison this trip, and, <laughs> and, and you know I was helping some people and some other business stuff. It wasn't break clays. I didn't break many of them. Well, a lot you, of swinging and missing going on for me, but man, I had a, I made some good shots. I had a good time. I, it, let me tell you about my squad in. Hungry before you let me go. I know you guys are on a clock, but look, I had it's a six man squad. I got a man from Austria. I got a woman from Spain who is one of the baddest ladies, probably maybe the baddest lady ever walked the face of her. Um, Beatrice uh, Lapaz. She's she's won so many gold medals. I watched her win so many gold medals. Well, she was silver, and I got she. I was behind her. I followed her. So I had her. I had another man from Italy. Uh, a guy from Cyprus and a man from Ukraine whose story would make it would bring tears to everyone's eyes. He had to leave the country. They lost everything, everything blown up behind his 18 year old son goes back, fights on the front lines. There's nothing left to even fight for anymore. They're living in the UK. They're very fortunate. You know, he has high level businesses, but, but, you know, I, I, I spent so much time just wanting to get to know him and talk to him and hear about, you know, what it's like, being in, in that situation, not what we hear on the news as Americans, and puts things in perspective. You know, I missed a bunch of clays today. Hey, guess what? This guy lost his country. Right. Like <laughs> it's going to be okay. You know. So and and by and same thing. We none of us six different nations, six different languages. We became a family, a straight up family, and it was just we were all there in this together, and we just it was it was magical. I just can't you can't put words to it. It really is. It's a family. That's a great thing about this game. That's for sure. It brings people together mm -hmm. and, and, and introduces new friendships. So, um, right. I'm going to be seeing you soon, brother. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're both going to be Floridians here before long. So, uh, look, it's man. This is, I've moved here because I like the best. I like high level things. This is one of the best places to live. Best. We got, I got four world-class shooting clubs within 40 minutes of my house. So wonderful, wonderful weather, wonderful people, wonderful clubs. It's just great here in Florida. I never get to be here. I'm leaving in a day or two. I've been gone a month. I leave in a day or two. I, I'm gone 90 days. I'm off to Colorado and to every tournament all the way after nationals. I'll be back in Florida. So it's are, good to be home. <laughs> I'm, but I'm, it's short and sweet, and I'm gone again off to be with my shooting family. Uh, you know, are we going to be lucky enough, uh, lucky enough to maybe see you down at the Dead Pair Blast at Vero Beach in December? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I've met friends all over the world. I'm going to go spend November – abroad and maybe roll into december i would try to be there though guys but i can't promise you i might be in egypt i might be in albania i might be back in istanbul i might be in there's no talent where i might be well if be you anywhere. are in town come on <laughs> and have a drink with us because we're not going to be shooting is, we're, we're setting targets so i'll be sh i'll be shooting i'll have a drink we after maybe i don't drink much but uh but if i'm in town that is a guarantee i'll be there and i look forward to it gentlemen sweet awesome 
Brad, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Uh, this was great talking to you and, and look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks for having me, guys. You guys have a great day. Enjoy life, and we'll see you soon. All right. See you, Brad. Bye. Sean, I just, you know, <laughs> Brad's telling us all these cool stories, and I'm sitting there trying to figure out how he got from station to station without his one little one-wheel deal. Yeah. Did he bring uh, did <laughs> No, you can't. You got oh, a golf yeah, cart. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. golf carts allowed. They don't. They don't give you golf. You have trouble getting around over there. They, oh, oh, hell yeah! My ankle. Would, I, I don't know if I can make it very no, long. No, no to, you have to walk those. Yeah. So, which is kind of cool, um, as far as like the social aspect of it. You know, you're not off in your own little buggy somewhere taking off. You're mingling with your squad the whole time. Right. Um, which is probably why there's so many friendships made in those events. Yeah. But, well, uh, it's definitely interesting. I mean, again, uh, all the pictures that Brad posted. I mean, what a beautiful journey he had over there i mean i'm jealous and uh and well maybe not jealous is the right word but i would love to be able to do that someday and i know you would too yeah for sure um in the meantime we have some very awesome sponsors elite shotguns fioki usa bear pelt atlas traps re ranger odo pro technologies rhino chokes vero beach clay shooting sports white flyer don grant and score chaser we're very kind enough to bring you all this episode and, you know, they help us out a little bit every week and that helps us bring you guys these great guests. That's right. And we'd be remiss if we didn't mention to you guys, remind you guys, I should say, take somebody out shooting, get somebody new with a gun in their hand, show them what this sport's about, show them how much fun it is. Take them to a charity event, take them to your local club. Heck, if they get serious about it, show them how to get registered and shoot registered targets. Yeah, and introduce them to these sponsors to get some really great products to help them with their shooting. Absolutely. And you completely stole it from me. I was going to say, what do we tell everybody every week? But well, no, I, you just jumping ahead. I'm it's an fun. overachiever. I'm an overachiever. <sighs> just like, like I'll overachieve at our competition. This Yeah, yeah. underachieve and overcompensate. I got oh, it. Okay, so. all right. It's your story. You tell <laughs> what you want to. Hey, listen, I've had enough of your ugly mug for one night. Until next week, Mr. Allen. We'll see you all back here on the Dead Pair Podcast. We'll see you next time on the Dead Pair Podcast. The Dead Pair. The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by Elite Shotguns and Vero Beach Clay Shooting and is fueled by Fioki USA. The Dead Pair theme song was written, arranged, and produced by Toby Tomplay. Special thanks to the following sponsors. Bear Pelt, Rhino, Odo Pro, Dawn Grant, Atlas Trap Company, RE Ranger, and White Flyer Targets. <laughs> <laughs>